Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. I'm Amy Bisson, and I'm here with Mickey Dumont. We are the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members. We will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. In today's episode, we're going to return to a conversation we are having with Pina Maggio, the Interim Facilitator for Lowell Teacher Academy. Pina has been with the Academy since its inception in 2005 and currently leads the Academy today. Our conversation today centers around professional development opportunities available to teachers and other staff members. Pina, we've had a, we've had a few questions recently about exactly what is Program A, what is Program B. Now, it's been in the Lowell Program and the Lowell Teacher Academy for many years. Can you give us more clarification about what that is and how teachers can access those programs? Well, Program A and Program B was initially uh, designed back in the 80s so teachers without a master's degree who uh, had no opportunity to move their salary on the grid, we're talking about a, a horizontal movement or increase their salary, they didn't really have that opportunity. So again, this was a, uh, a brainchild of Paul George's, and what Program A did and Program B did is allowed them to move without having to pursue a degree, if you will. So Program A, a comprised of five three-credit graduate-level courses. A teacher took those five courses, of course, passed them, and then they would submit their transcript of the grade, and then they would move from, and there is a column, there's a separate column within the salary grid for Program A. And so they, they would incur whatever the increase in salary, 2000 whatever. And that, that was wonderful in the sense that that was a lifetime uh, benefit because each year that, that $2,000 was included in their salary in addition to whatever salary raises were um, um, negotiated. So now we have Program B, which is identical to Program A, but it's just a different set of courses. So if one wishes to wish to move from, say, bachelor's plus 15, because that's what we're talking about, five courses is 15 credits, now you're talking about bachelor's plus 30. So now we need an, a different set of courses. So that's where Program B comes in, and now you have 15 more credits. So that's really the, um, the definition of the background of Program A, a and B. What's happened over the years is those courses have become obsolete, if you will. So fast forward to today, we, uh, we offer a master's in curriculum and teaching, and what we're doing is we're updating, if you will, our program A and program B. Many of those courses within the master's program will become program A courses and program B courses, but not necessarily where one has to pursue a degree. So we are in the, in the midst of, of uh, designing what five courses are going to co constitute Program A and what courses will constitute Program B. And we'll offer those courses. So you'll be sitting beside someone when you're taking one of those courses who may be going for the master's degree, 
but you are not. And the grade of the course is identical. The only difference is, is the outcome. If I'm going for my master's, that will be applied towards my master's. If I'm not, that's going to be applied towards um, my request to move from bachelor's or master's to plus 15. So that in essence, is the background and the up-to-date information on program A and B. So if I understand that correctly, there were A's, program A and B options for people who did not need to pursue a master's degree but didn't want to pr- go ahead on the salary ladders. I don't remember the year, 1998 maybe, uh, the licensure at DESE made it a requirement for teachers to... Uh, get a master's degree. And the master's program in Lowell is a response to that as well, isn't it? Yes. The um, the requirement now is once one moves from initial to professional, that's where a master's is required. And the preference um, by DESE is that one has a master's in the field in which they're teaching. However, that's not always possible. But the curriculum and master's and curriculum and teaching one may pursue that, and then DESE has included what they call a 12-credit rule. So beyond that master's, if you decide to, to take that uh, master's in curriculum and teaching, in addition to that, you'll be required by DESE to take four other courses. I believe they're more content than pedagogy, but the master's in curriculum and teaching will be considered when you're moving from initial to professional. So by the time someone is applied for and has earned a professional license, all of those teachers have a master's degree. DESE also is ha, has some new rulings about licensure and relicensure that has precipitated some inclusion of workshops. Um, can you talk a little bit about those? Certainly. Um, I think it was a year or two ago, DESE now requires all un, all teachers, and I underscore all, whether you're a gym teacher or a math teacher or a SPED teacher, an ELL teacher, all teachers are required to take 15 EDPs, which is 15 hours, of a workshop in each field. So now you're required to take 15 PDPs in ELL and... 15 PDPs and SPED. So we, the the LTA has designed workshops that will fulfill these requirements. So at this, for example, this summer we're offering uh, one workshop. It's SPED for the general ed teacher. You will be in the workshop for 15 PDPs. You will produce a product within that time frame, and you will earn a certificate of 15 PDPs in SPED. Now, to fulfill that 15 PDPs in ELL, we're also running, I believe we're running two different workshops, both of which will fulfill that requirement. And the uh, beauty of, of offering them through the LTA is that the, co- the cost of each workshop is $100, but no money exchanges hands. We have a unique system now where if you sign up for the course, you sign a statement that says you may take $100 out of my tuition allotment, again, which has been bargained with, you know, it's contractual with the UTL. And so at the end of that workshop, that $100 is taken out of your account, and you never really see, you never, there's no out-of-pocket expense. So what is so advantageous is that the workshops are offered on-site. We have weekend workshops. We have uh, uh, workshops during the summer. We have them on Saturday. It's all, again, geared to 
designing workshops that are offered for the convenience of teachers. So, Pina, as a teacher, you could essentially take three courses plus one workshop all within one year, and which would come to uh, close to $1,000, and all um, courses and workshop would be covered by your reimbursement. You know, there's no such thing as free, and I think everybody says, you know, when you look at something and it says free, you know, question it. But the fact is, is that these courses and the workshop are free to the extent that you will, for the, for the courses, you, you spend the money up front, you pay the college, but then you get reimbursed. So the net, net effect of taking courses, the three courses in the workshop, the net uh, expense to you is $0 because they are all covered by the tuition reimbursement allowance. A wonderful deal. I nev never cease to be amazed at the support that Lowell Teacher Academy gives to active teachers and uh, makes sure that those requirements that we all are working under can be met in a reasonable way. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, paraprofessional programs, however, and um, maybe some undergraduate things that are being offered through LTA, because LTA is not just about teachers. It's about all staff working. Yes. Um um, the Lowell Public School has been criticized, if you will, in the Lowell Sun uh, for not having uh, the staff that represents the cultures of the students. And we did a survey uh, about a year and a half ago of our paraprofessional population, uh, which certainly does emulate and reflect the, the cultures of the, of the student body. And we learned that um, out of 400 paraprofessionals, there are at least 150 of them of whom have a bachelor's degree and if not a master's degree. And to take that a step further, 90% of those paraprofessionals have a desire to become teachers. So we have this wonderful population within the local public school systems whom we can uh, hopefully uh, assist them in becoming teachers. So what we did is we've petitioned the Department of Education to offer an ELL program here in Lowell. Uh, and the focus of that population is going to be the the uh, paraprofessional population because, as I said, there's a high percentage that wish to become teachers. In addition to that, we also offer a workshop uh, to, because one of the requirements to become an ELL teacher is to pass the Communications and Literacy MTAL. And many of our paraprofessionals have not taken a test in years, so we have uh, an instructor from the high school that conducts the workshop, and we just completed one where um, that, that workshop pretty much prepares you and actually gives you confidence to take that communication and literacy. Our first two individuals who took the test passed it, so we are very excited about that. So our, our focus isn't just the our veteran teachers and our new teachers. Our focus is all the employees, our cafeteria workers, our custodians, as well as the paraprofessionals. As an example, we offer a registered technician, um, behavioral technician course for our paraprofessionals, specifically CSA, but all paraprofessionals. And that is a, is a three-credit undergraduate course, um, wherein if a, a paraprofessional takes this, takes this course, that they're on the road to becoming uh, a registered behavioral technician. And as an incentive to take this course and become a, 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 a certified technician, we offer a stipend to all paraprofessionals who complete not only the course, but 
but do there are other requirements to become a technician. In addition, uh, this year, because it was so much in demand, not just by paraprofessionals, our teachers wanted to take it. We are actually going to offer the same course to our teachers as well. This is evidence that we are here to serve our population, regardless of where they are as far as the, uh, in, in terms of employment. Um, so we're very happy to be able to say that we are fulfilling fulfilling that requirement. Pina, does this RBT course have to be taken every year? The course itself is taken once, and once that's passed, the second step is that they need to be, um, they, their skills need to be um, overseen by a BCBA, and we have several in the system that do that. So those uh, paraprofessionals who have taken the course uh, work under the direction of the BCA to get, to get that cert part of the certification done. Once that's completed, so they've taken the course, they've practiced the skills, they've been uh, evaluated on their skills, the last thing they do is they take a course, a test, an online test. So those are the three phases to become a technician. The, that certificate is good for one year. Once that, once, when that expires, what the technician needs to do once again is to um, be evaluated on their skills and... I believe take the test again, but they do not have to take the course. Actually, they don't even have to take the test. I think they just need to be reevaluated by a BCBA. So two thirds of the requirements are fulfilled initially and do not have to be replicated from year to year. But that BCA cert part of the certification does. What's the time requirement to take that course? It's a three-level undergraduate course, and it runs the same as any graduate, not graduate, but any uh, college course. So it runs a semester, a full semester. So we've been talking today with Pina Maggio, the interim facilitator for Lowell Teacher Academy, about some of the wonderful programs that Lowell offers. And we are going to invite Pina back a little later in the fall because there are some future offerings that are going to be pretty exciting to everybody, uh, paraprofessionals, teachers, CAF workers, and custodians. Thanks again, Pina, for talking with us today. Amy, you know, before we close this program, I'd really like to recognize the tremendous efforts that Pina has made uh, during her tenure in the, as a facilitator in the Lowell Teacher Academy during the past two years. The work that she has done to rebuild the Lowell program in the Lowell Teacher Academy has been beyond outstanding. And, you know, as a union, we're very fortunate to have someone of her caliber, someone with the commitment and dedication who wants to do whatever she can to make things, all things possible for our Lowell teachers and paraprofessionals. I thank you for the really kind comments, but and it's wonderful to hear great things and complimentary remarks about yourself. But however, I do have to say that without the support of the union, none of this would have ever been possible. Uh, Mickey, to say that you have been my mentor is an understatement. Um, to, it's, it's not, we know we have the contract, we have a focus, we know what we want to do, but without the support of the union, none of this would have ever been possible. We would never have, I don't believe we would have uh, an individual, a teacher heading the academy. I don't, I, you know, don't believe the focus would be solely 
on our population of whether we're a custodian or paraprofessional or, or a teacher. Um, without the UTL, there really would not be an LTA. And that's where the credit really needs to go, not to myself. I represent the UTL, but it's the UTL itself that is solely responsible for any success that we may have had in the last, last two years. And I thank everyone associated with it for their support. For anyone listening who would like additional information on the Lowell Teacher Academy and the induction program, you can contact Pina by email at pmaggio, M-A-G-G-I-O, at lowell.k12.ma.us. And you can find additional information on the LTA website at https colon forward slash forward slash www.lowell.k12.ma.us forward slash LTA. Again, we thank you for listening today. We hope you'll take a moment to hit the subscribe button on this page so you can keep up with the most current episodes of this podcast. Additional information can be found on our podcast website found at utl 495 podcast.blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, dot net. If you have subjects you'd like to hear more about, send us an email at utlstraighttalk at gmail.com or comment below. Until next time, this is Mickey Dumont and Amy Bisson wishing you a great week.